Everybody and welcome to episode number 18 of the Notorious Nerdy D Wrestling Show, the single greatest wrestling podcast on the internet. I am your host, Nerdy D, and joining me tonight on the ones and twos working the mics and cameras is my better half, Level Up Lauren. What's up, y'all? Each and every week, we bring you everything you need to know about the world of professional wrestling. Make sure to like and subscribe to this show on YouTube at Notorious Nerdy D Wrestling Show or subscribe on your favorite podcasting network. We are on Spotify, Google Podcast, and soon to be on Apple at uh, Nerdy D Wrestling Podcast. And make sure to leave a comment or review, even if you don't watch the full episode, even if you don't listen to full episode, leave a comment or a review or a rating so we can uh, we can get that algorithm rolling, that that ever changing algorithm. Yeah, yeah. The algorithm is a is a difficult thing to uh, to master and figure out. We're just trying to to break through here. A little bit of housekeeping to start the show. So I'm transitioning the show a little bit away from AEW. Not fully away from AEW, but a little bit away from AEW. Okay. Um, it, there's a lot of wrestling every week. And it's hard to focus solely or, or not focus solely on one company. It's hard to try to, to know a lot about a lot, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. We, and we have some AEW fans. And I'm still going to do AEW news and give... Some opinions on the bigger things that happen in AEW, but I'm not going to pretend that I'm extremely interested in every match that happens on AEW. For sure. And I'm not going to pretend like I'm even qualified to speak on everything in AEW. There's a lot of people that I have no clue who they are in AEW or I have no history with them. And that tends to lead me to just say negative shit about people and things I don't know about. So we're, we'll transit. The weekly recaps will be more WWE uh, oriented. We'll still do some AEW news. The burning question may have a little bit of AEW substance, but for the most part, we'll we'll be talking more WWE week to week. That's just that's kind of my comfort food, right? Yeah. Everybody has a flavor of ice cream they like. And like that's the WWE food. That's that's my comfort food, and I get it, right? The, the immediate reaction to this will be, "You're not a real wrestling fan," uh, right? Whatever. I I don't care. I, I really don't care what what you label me as. But WWE is is the flavor I like. I I enjoy checking in on CM Punk. I enjoy checking in on Brian Danielson. But I've stated numerous times, I I'm not a fan of the one hour wrestling match, right? Yeah, I am a fan of the quick. What most people complain about WWE is what I enjoy. Let's get to the next fucking story for sure. And let's beat the story into my head. Right. Yeah. Let's let's have 50 50 booking. Let's keep the story going and let's have it pay off at the pay-per-view. For some reason, that's the comfort food to me. It's what I like. I understand that there are people who love the one hour wrestling matches. But yeah. my intention was if I was going to talk AEW this week, I was going to come out here and shit all over. Brian Danielson and Adam Page's one hour match because oh yeah that was way too fucking long for me I yeah. I didn't enjoy it I look at that and I go hey you could have told that same fucking story in thirty minutes I mean that's how I feel about when Raw's three hours 
You know? I, I get that, but I mean, yes and no. Sometimes but raw hits, sometimes it doesn't. But 30 minutes of it is commercials. That's why I like to watch yeah, it on Yeah, but commercials Hulu. are commercials. That's a necessity. You can't do a show without commercials. That's how they get paid. Uh, an hour wrestling match is an hour wrestling match. That's different. When you take one half of a two-hour show and spend it on Adam Page and Brian Danielson, that's not my cup of tea. A lot of people, I'm sure, loved it. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are hailing that as a great match. To me, that's just a lot of fucking time with two people. Yeah. So maybe somewhere in the near future, I'm hoping we can find somebody either in our community or somebody who wants to do a show on our channel that focuses on AEW. Someone who has that knowledge, who has more of that. Because, it's I mean, it's not even worth me getting on there and talking about shit that I don't know and I'm not passionate about. Yeah, for it doesn't. Sure. It doesn't make sense. No, I mean, I get it. Uh, other housekeeping, we are now accepting bookings for any other podcast or web shows, or we are accepting guests onto our show. So if anybody wants to be featured on our show or have us on their show, you can hit us up at uh, booking with no S, B-O-O-K-I-N-G, at IamNerdyD.com. That's a way to get in touch with us. Uh, use that strictly if you're trying to get us on your show or you uh, want to come on our show and talk shit. Well, whatever you want to talk about, we'll talk about it, right? Yeah. Uh, as of last week, all episodes will now be posted uh, fully, like in their entirety yeah. and in smaller clips, smaller cool. uh, like sections of the podcast. Cause podcast basically broke down into four sections. So you can also just get to the things you want to see quicker. And uh, like I said, if you watch the video, just leave a quick comment or, or hit the like button. It helps us in the algorithm. I know yeah. it seems stupid. I hate it. I hate it. I hate the fact that the fucking internet runs off of fucking likes and comments because I consume the internet very differently. I just go on, watch what I want to watch and get the fuck out. I don't like to comment and that kind of thing. I'm not a big commenter but either. But someone just leave like a fucking thumbs up or like, hey, man, good to see you. Good job. Just do that. Hi, Help hello. Us. How that, you doing? Yeah. Getting into that algorithm. Starting fresh. You know, we're at 55 followers on YouTube. Mm -hmm. We're at like 8,000 on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And we started a Facebook group and it's got like eight to 10 people. But that started like two days ago. So that, I'm, I'm yeah. proud of that. We're trying to get to 20. 20 is goal number one. Yeah. 20 people who are a strong community who who actually participate in what we do. Mm -hmm. and, and, and look, I mean, it, that's all it is. It's a goal. It's a goal to create. A, a internet show that people can kind of fucking come around and talk about wrestling. Yeah. That's what we want to do. Yes, sir. All right. That's enough of housekeeping. Let's jump into a SmackDown recap, a WWE recap for the week. Yeah. Uh, these were filler shows this week, but that's to be expected. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. When you have this long build in between pay-per-views, WWE doesn't know what to do with like four to five weeks. The sweet spot for WWE is a pay-per-view three weeks, and then we get to another fucking pay-per-view. That's what they like. But we've had a little bit of a longer build in between. Uh, what what was the last pay-per-view? That was... Um, I don't know. Was it, was it Ladders? No. Was it Hell in a Cell? I think so, because for some reason, a cage... No, there was a cage match. I don't remember what that there was. There was a cage Shit. match, but it wasn't the last pay-per-view. It wasn't Crown Jewel. I don't know. I'm okay. so fucking, I'm confused. It was supposed to be TLC, but they canceled TLC. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was a uh, Survivor Series. Yes. It yes. was It was Survivor Series was the last pay-per-view. But mm -hmm. okay. So. Because right after Smackdown, the draft and we were like, WTF. Uh, the matches on SmackDown this week, we got Sasha Banks and Tony Storm defeating Charlotte Flair and Shotzi. So Shotzi's back. 
just yeah. out of the fucking blue. This is what WWE does, right? Just she disappears a couple weeks. Now she's back, and apparently, she's friendly enough with uh, Charlotte that they could tag team and go against uh, go against uh, Sasha Banks and Tony Storm. Yeah. Sasha Banks is once again being wasted, but I think she's just in holding right now. Mm-hmm. We're in a holding pattern to see what happens at day one with the SmackDown women's title. Uh, Tony Storm got the pin on Charlotte, which I always say that's bad. That's bad news for Tony Storm. Yeah, because Be- they're not going to let her have it. Well, not not that they're not going to let her have it, but typically if they if if they put you over before the pay per view. Then, then they're teasing the fact that like Charlotte's going to prevail at the pay per view. I don't know though. I believe if there's if I believe there's any title that's in serious danger, I think it's it's Charlotte's SmackDown Championship. I think that uh, I think Tony Storm is a likable enough character and a fresh enough face that putting the belt on her for a little bit and giving her a feud, she mm-hmm. could she could win the belt, feud a little bit with. Uh, with Charlotte, then you could sprinkle in uh, Sasha back in there. And then by WrestleMania time, you could have something that looked like a triple threat between the three of them in some form or fashion. Yeah. That would be a solid SmackDown uh, booking. So crazy thought, right? Yeah. Um, do you think they're trying to just replace Charlotte? Not at all. Okay. No, I don't think. I mean, the, she can't have the belt forever. Uh, Natalia did an interview the other day where she talked about when you get into Charlotte's position, it, it's tricky, right? Because there's not a lot other, there's not a lot for Charlotte to do other than be champion. She's accomplished everything, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and when you accomplish everything and you've been like a 15, 16 time champion. What more but, can you achieve? But, but there's not, so you don't, being in outside feuds don't make a lot of sense because when you've been champion so long, the only thing that really matters is being champion and being champion longer. Yeah. It doesn't make sense if she loses the belt to to get into some weird side feud. She's almost always has to be somewhat in the title picture, it feels like. Yeah, for sure. So, no, I don't think they're trying to replace her, but she can't be, you can't be champion forever. Yeah. Right? And and we know there's been some, some bad blood between her and WWE officials. So, I, yeah, probably, you know, honestly... It would probably nice if she lost the belt and disappeared for a little bit and let everybody miss her just yeah. for a little bit. Let uh, let Tony Storm and Sasha Banks uh, have a little bit of a feud, a little run through, and then maybe have her show up. Uh, I think Royal Rumble's too quick. I think if you get rid of her and then come back for Royal Rumble, that's too quick. So maybe have her come back right before WrestleMania. I don't know. Okay. We got the Viking Raiders versus Jinder Mahal and Shanky. The Viking Raiders won. That's yeah. fucking forgettable to me. I agree. I mean, these, these some of these things just come out of nowhere. And some I like I know some of these things aren't meant for me, but like neither of those teams are interesting. Jinder uh, Mahal is just a big guy, but he's boring to me. They all are though. The Viking Raiders are boring. I don't maybe that's to I some, get there for somebody, but they're not for me. Yeah, they're not for me either. So uh, not not much to say about that. Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss prance around Drew McIntyre's Claymore. Uh, you know, this is more Happy Corbin. They, they're, Happy Corbin has turned into more of a uh, comedic act than a wrestler. I don't remember the last time he just had a straight-up wrestling match. And now going into day one, uh, they've got Madcap Moss is going to be facing Drew McIntyre. So... 
I'm sure Corbin gets involved, but he's not the main focus. But one thing about this, I put out a post the other day. Yeah. On on Happy Corbin. Uh-huh. The fucking internet hates Happy Corbin. Really? I, mean, I love I, The him. fucking internet hates Happy Corbin. There, there's no love. I've never posted something that had more of a visceral reaction than, than the post I put up about Happy Corbin. Happy Corbin did an interview where he was talking about he's only won one championship in the WWE and, you know, he hopes to to reach higher levels. And I put uh, my post was something like, does Happy Corbin deserve to have a major championship? And the fucking overwhelming answer was no. And and they people seem to hate the Happy Corbin character. I don't dislike it. I'm okay with it. I don't, <clears throat> I don't necessarily love it. I don't think it's the greatest character of all time, but I think he suits a purpose. I do think it's a little too comical to be a major champion. I'll agree with that. Yeah. If I go on record and I sit around and say that Big E was too comical to be a major champion, then the same has to sit from Happy Corbin. But with a few tweaks, I think that Corbin, athletically, he has the look, he has the size, he has the the athleticism. I think he has all the tools to be a champion. He's just got to find that character that works. And I imagine we'll run through the Happy Corbin thing. There's going to be a breakup between Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. And when that happens, we'll probably get an angrier Corbin, Corbin, which will then in turn, they're going to need people. You can't do Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar forever. I agree. And yeah, you got Drew McIntyre, but you're going to need another, another guy. And I think, uh, I think that Corbin can be that other guy. I really do. I think he has all the talent to do it. It's just a matter of kind of packaging it up in a way that, that makes sense. Right. For sure. Uh, Sammy Zane met with Adam Pierce and Sonia Deville. He's no longer in a wheelchair. So that was a short run injury there. Did you hear the, my lawyer? I mean, uh, my yes, doctor. Yes. <laughs> uh, so that sets, it's setting up a 12 man Christmas battle Royal match, which uh, after looking at, the guys involved, I'm guessing this is set up for Sami Zayn to win again. And Sami will win, go on for an Intercontinental Championship opportunity and probably be fucked out of that. If we ever get a real payoff to this conspiracy theory, like if we ever find out that there was really a conspiracy to keep Sami away from like winning or winning titles, uh-huh. I think the payoff for that could be great. The problem is... WWE doesn't ever fucking follow through with little details like yeah, that. That I could was be that exactly. That could be a great finish to that if you find out that like Vince McMahon or Stephanie McMahon or somebody had it out yeah. for for Sami Zayn and they don't allow him to win the title. I that's a great payoff. But to me, I think this is just more like what do we do with Sami Zayn? What yeah. do we do with the Intercontinental Championship? Because they're not doing anything with it really. Mm-hmm. They're not. Uh, it's just kind of sitting there with Shinsuke and he hardly ever defends that yeah uh we got ridge holland taking on uh cesaro with sheamus this seems like i know i talk about like i like a little bit of like pounding down what's going on but this feels like this has been happening for fucking years now well i literally told you i was going on i was like why is it always cesaro and sheamus i mean i feel like like they they just fight each other there is a mandatory form of of some form or fashion of cesaro and sheamus being in the ring at the same time every week Uh there's a mandatory sheamus match with cesaro involved whether you just flip in rich holland or you do whatever there's some form of this going on every week and sheamus is boring to me yeah. Even this new like fight Sheamus fight isn't that it, I don't know. I don't know. 
That, that it just doesn't have that oomph. Yeah, there's just there's a little bit of like the mid card in WWE that's just real muddy to me right now. There's a lot of guys that I know Sheamus has the potential to be extremely likable, and I know they're using him right now to put over Ridge Holland, and that's going to end up, you know, as always, it's fucking wrestling, right? It's going to end up with those two turning on each other at some point. Yeah. But, but you still have to do something to build Sheamus... I mean, I think it was two weeks ago that Sheamus lost to Drew McIntyre. And it just feels like when WWE's in this holding pattern uh-huh. where they don't know what to do up until the pay-per-view, they make a lot of fucking booking mistakes. Yeah. Whereas it's it's okay to just have guys fight. One thing I will say where I, I critique AEW a little bit is matches that mean nothing, like matches for no reason, just two names fighting each other. But it is okay to use two names to just have a good match one night. If you do it every week and that's what you you lay your, your hat on, like they were talking about Brian Danielson has been in uh, AW now for like 16 weeks and fought in like 16 different people, some weird number like that, right? Yeah. That's too many different people. Yeah. But it's okay to not do Cesaro, Sheamus every fucking week. It's okay. Like it's okay, WWE. We'll still understand at the end of the day. Yeah. We'll still understand. This is what you're going for. You want us to, to be invested in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Naomi defeated Shayna Baszler via pinfall. I, I honestly don't even fucking remember this. I did. I, I'm over Shayna Baszler. She's another boring one to me. She just like a mean girl. Is yeah, all I mean, that I, I see her know. as. I like, mean, oh, I'm big and I'm mean. I don't. I mean, she I just, I literally different. don't remember. That's how uninterested I am in that. Uh, New Day defeated the Usos via pinfall. I'm excited. I'm ready for day one because. I want to see what WWE does with the tag team, the Smack team, uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Are we going to get a change? I think it's time for a change. I think that with Paul Heyman being fired, that the the bloodline, you know, is a little is in a little bit of turmoil. Yeah. I don't think they need the tag team belts anymore to solidify that group. So I do think it may be time to let uh, Xavier and Kofi take those belts and see what they can do for a little bit because. The Xavier and they're Kofi great tag team, man, man. they're great. The New Day is great. They're best tag team of all time. I, I agree. But but even right now, I think it's underappreciated how good and invested they are in those characters. They make it believable. Like well, they just make it fun. It's fun to watch. It's fun to see Xavier. To me, it looks like Xavier. Some guys, you look at them and you go, I don't even know if this guy loves wrestling. Like, I think this guy just likes being fucking a wrestler, but I don't know if he loves, like, the whole entertainment. Fucking Xavier and Kofi, they it looks like they love everything about WWE. For sure. I mean, Xavier especially. Yeah. And then last but not least, we got Roman Reigns uh, coming out to the ring and officially firing the wise man, Paul Heyman. And um, so I saw in all the uh, Facebook communities and a lot on TikTok... There was a lot of like heralding, like this is the return of Brock Lesnar. Thank God Paul Heyman can go back to Brock. Ah! I'm not sure about that yet. Ooh. I'm not. I'm not willing. I'm not willing to to just pass that torch yet because I I said it on Facebook to to numerous people and I'm gonna say it here. Roman Reigns is up to something, right? There's so, he. It's not. This isn't gonna happen like this. We're not going into day one. We're not getting Paul Heyman with Brock Lesnar, and we're not getting Brock Lesnar going over Roman Reigns at day. It's not happening. Roman Reigns is up to something. He's held that belt far too long and used far too many sneaky tactics 
to now assume that this reign is just over. We either got Paul Heyman playing Brock Lesnar or, or Roman's got something else up his sleeve. And I'm excited to see what it is, but I'm not, I'm not under the belief that we've seen the last of the wise man with Roman reigns. I don't believe so. I believe there's more to that. All right. All right. Let's jump into a little bit of a raw recap here. Okay. Raw, a little more fresher in my mind. Yes, sir. We start off the show with uh, Owens and Rollins. Uh, they sneak attack uh, Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Uh, it was Bobby Lashley had set up what looked to be like a match of some sort between Biggie and MVP. When all of a sudden Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins come out of nowhere. I fucking I live for this. I Kevin Owens. He's a fucking great singles wrestler, but there's something about him. That when you pair him with another guy, he just fucking brings magic to your television. <laughs> I mean, he's just good. When he was with Jericho, when he was with Sami Zayn, now with Seth Rollins, it's just like I want, I look at Seth Rollins and I look at Kevin Owens, I go, both guys deserve a singles push because they're great. But then I see them together and I go, fuck it. Put them in a tag team. Oh, Put yeah. Put them in a tag team and just let them fucking do what they're doing because they're hilarious. The high fives and the Kevin Owens, so much of what Kevin Owens does is not even recognized because it's so quick. It's quick comedy. He says little things under his breath. And if you don't catch them, you can't see the, the, the magic that is Kevin Owens. Yeah. No, I mean, I love it. I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, then, so I had to go back and find this match because this match was not on the Hulu edition. And, and okay. I don't understand why Hulu's doing my girl Bianca Belair so fucking dirty. They're not putting her. She's being cut out of every Hulu episode where Hulu's supposed to show like the shit that matters. But when I look at like what's on Hulu versus what's not, they're not doing a good job of it. Yeah. I'm probably going to go back to watching the full three hours of Raw because when they take away matches like this, I went back after we watched Raw on Hulu. I went back and watched this match on the DVR version of Monday Night Raw. Uh huh. And I saw it. it was Bianca Belair versus Dewdrop, where uh, Bianca Belair won via the KOD. Um, Bianca Belair gets the the biggest pops from live crowds. Not yeah. the, the internet wrestling community doesn't love her. They're not overly saturated. TikTok is eh, they're iffy on her, but in person and watching her on TV. Bianca Belair gets the biggest pops that I hear when she picked up Dewdrop and put her on her shoulders and hit the KOD. The fucking crowd popped for that. That like mm -hmm. they were excited that for was that moment. Impressive, it bro. is impressive, but it's also just like she's just kind of a positive character that it's easy to get behind. I think it's that the fucking internet. You know, you can't hate her. You're kind of just a hater if you hate. Well, that's her. what it is. The internet. The internet wrestling community is a bunch of fucking smarks. People who think they're too fucking smart or too cool to just like something, right? You can't like John Cena, can't like Roman Reigns, the internet wrestling community. You got to like the fucking cool hipster wrestler. And I guess Bianca doesn't fucking fall into that. But, I, you know, you know, I'm a huge fucking fan of Bianca Belair. And seeing that pop she got, I, I'm she, she needs to be back in the title picture. And I know we can't just keep doing fucking Becky. Do you think Becky. that they're cutting it because of Dewdrop? No, I think they, they, they just, 
it doesn't matter. I, I think that Hulu has to put the things that really matter towards the pay-per-view, right? And that's not going to be... This was billed as the final match between Dewdrop and Bianca Belair. So okay. they're both going to move on to something else. This isn't building towards the pay-per-view, but fuck that. This was a this was one of the best matches of the night. And new respect... I have new respect for Dewdrop. She is... When given the opportunity to actually wrestle, she's impressive for the size that she is. And I, well, that's not meant to be a joke. It's like we're not supposed to acknowledge how big she is. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's like it's like I'm not supposed to acknowledge that she's a bigger girl. Um, she is a bigger girl. Yeah. Like Nia, was it Nia or Nia? Nia. Nia, Nia Jax. Jax. I always thought she was a horrible wrestler. It wasn't even that she was big. She was just a horrible yeah, wrestler. I agree. But Dewdrop, I, I get Dewdrop is impressive in the ring. Piper Niven or whatever. They need to change her fucking name back. But yeah, shout out to her. I, I, I get it. I see why she's good. But uh, yeah, I, I, I just like every time we talk about her and, and I make mention of her being a bigger girl. Oh, you're fat shaming. I'm not fat shaming. She's a bit. Am I supposed to pretend like I don't see how big she is? <laughs> is that really? I mean, is that what y'all want me to do? Do y'all want me to pretend like I don't see how big she is. I see how big she is. And y'all in one breath, you want to do that, but then we're supposed to get overly excited when Bianca Belair does this like amazing feat and picks her up. Yeah. So you pick a fucking lane, bro. She's a bigger girl. I agree. It is what it is. She could lose weight if she wanted to. Clearly she doesn't want to. She's happy how she is. I'm all good with that. Be who you are. Finn Balor defeated Austin theory via pinfall. I don't know. What the fuck are we doing with Austin Theory I don't now? know. I'm so fucking Why confused. Why is he going and knocking on we were, daddy's door? We were pushing him. Then we got 50-50 booking where he he takes out Finn Balor. Now he gets beat by Finn Balor. He's afraid to go see Vince McMahon. Then he beats up Finn Balor in the hallway. And he, bitch, here we are. I'm him. so fucking confused. I Out of all of this, the only thing I really know is I, th- I it feels like Vince McMahon needs to be put in the home. He sounds a little crazy like when he the talks. The shit he right? says doesn't even make sense. I, what did he say? You fucking made him chocolate pudding his pants or something? Some, yeah, I don't he know. Made it, he made it innuendo to him shitting his pants. And he's just like, Vince McMahon looks like he's on cocaine all the time. Oh, yeah. He's he, got those He's big got tons old, of like, plastic surgery. And he just kind of smiles and fucking tilts his head real fast. Is that what it is? He's had a lot of plastic surgery? He had a ton of plastic surgery. I that man should not look, look like that at that age. I don't even know how old he is. He's like old. Uh, probably, is he 70? I don't know. I'm going to Google it. Yeah. I can open this up, right? Yeah, you can open it. I don't know how old Vince is, but he's had tons of plastic surgery. All right. Uh, AJ Styles and Omos appeared on Miz TV. Here we go. So this episode we talked about, it featured like seven different talk shows and promos. I mean, one thing is WWE doesn't necessarily wrestle a ton. How old is Vince McMahon? 76 years old. Ooh, he's 76. Uh I was close. Yeah, but you can see that's a lot of plastic surgery. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, we got AJ Styles and Omos on Miz TV. Then that led into the Rey Mysterio and Dominic coming out for a match. What the fuck happened to the RK Bro tournament? Like we had that. Tur- <laughs> what the fuck happened to it? It's like they we, forgot about it. We had the tournament. We had the first round, and then now we're just once again cluster fucking a bunch of tag teams into different matches, and it doesn't really matter because sometime we're gonna get the 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 two from the two winners from the RK Bro tournament first round to fight each other but as of right now it's just a fucking clusterfuck 
just some one random week they'll bring it back. Is it not just fucking painful to watch Omos in a ring? Yes. He, I can't stand it. I don't understand. Like, I, I don't understand. He's terrible with a microphone. I mean, I asked you, I said, is his thing that he just doesn't talk? He's terrible with a microphone. He's terrible in the ring. He's stiff. He's, I've seen, bit, like, Braun Strowman could move. And Braun Strowman could put together sentences. The, <laughs> the Undertaker was highly impressive, right? Put together Kane was highly impressive. There's been big guys who have been mobile. They've the big been a, show they've was had huge. charisma. Yeah. Omos is just fucking none of the above. They need to send him down to NXT 2.0 and and just give him a microphone and let him work out whatever the fuck he's got to work out. Cause right now, to put him on I feel sorry for AJ Styles because AJ's gotta make out of this, whatever the fuck he can make out of this. Right? Yeah. He's put in there. They tell him, go work with Omos. And, I mean, they're not going to get a good match out of the two. He has natural personality. So, uh, AJ Styles. AJ Styles has a ton of personality. So, it at least brings Omos up some. A ton of athleticism. So, what this is going to have to end up being is we're eventually leading to a point where Omos squashes AJ Styles. Yeah. And we're just going to bury AJ Styles for no fucking reason. Yeah. It's no reason. What? Where do you do with Omos? You, you can't put a fucking belt on him. Mm-mm. You can't put any belt on Omos right now. <laughs> so what is he going to do? Just stand outside the ring and... Well, because, yeah, he's not going to come out and talk, and he's also not going to get in and move around. So what, is he just going to chop the fuck out of people? Yeah. I just, I've never seen somebody in WWE that I thought was less... Even I think, I even think the great Kali was more impressive just based on sheer size and his look. Well, also when he would talk... I didn't know what he was saying, but it yeah, I still but he, was interested. You must not have heard Great Kali then. Because it wasn't much better. Yeah. Great Kali couldn't talk either. Next after that, we got Randy Orton defeating Chad Gable via pinfall. I just Randy Orton's fucking Randy Orton. Everything Randy does is is impressive. I almost feel like it the fact that Randy Orton's been good for so long kind of takes away the fact that Randy Orton is so good. I'm just used to it. I see it. I expect it. And when it's over, I'm just like, I'm satisfied with what I saw. Uh, he did try to RKO uh, Otis three times. And it's looking like Otis maybe, looks like they're setting up a storyline where Otis is just too physically fucking big to be RKO'd. Okay. So when we finally get the payoff, because we're going to get the payoff. Yeah. When we finally get the payoff where Randy Orton does RKO uh, Otis, it, it'll be fucking great. Fuck yeah. It, it'll be great. Uh, this wasn't on Hulu, so I didn't see this match. Dolph Ziggler defeated Damian Priest via countout. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're just, I guess the United States Championship is just not worth putting on yep. fucking T or Hulu. They gave Dolph a win. I'm proud. But you know what was worth putting on Hulu? What? Was the Miz uh, attacking Edge after hosting the uh, the cutting edge with Maurice. Oh, now, God. This... This was fucking nails on a chalkboard. This was possibly the worst promo I've ever seen in WWE history. I've never, I felt sorry for Edge the entire time because you could just see in he his eyes. He didn't even know what to say. It was like, he just let her talk. And it was almost like he was like, yeah, it's about time to retire. <laughs> I mean, it's looking like if this is where they're going to put me, I don't, I don't get it. It To me, and I don't know that this is what it is, but it feels like to me, the Miz 
is he's a high mid-level guy, high mid-carder, oh, right? yeah. And, and he's well-respected in WWE, and it almost felt like, to me, like, this is the Miz going to WWE and asking for a favor and being like, hey, can we get Maurice involved in something, right? Yes. And they go, all right, fuck it. We'll send it out there. Edge will interview her, and we'll get something. I, it was the most incoherent fucking put-together promo I've ever witnessed in my life she was like you're not gonna you're not gonna trick me but then she proceeded to just talk shit about the Miz the entire time and accomplish absolutely nothing towards the match yeah I don't I don't know I've never watched the Miz and Mrs I don't know if that promo is supposed to build toward a storyline on that fucking show but I just thought like that was fucking terrible it Maurice may possibly be the worst promoed superstar in WWE history. I can't All right. someone tell me who has cut a worse promo. What? Lana or Maurice? Lana was good on a microphone. What are you talking about? Right. Lana couldn't wrestle, but Lana could talk. Lana Lana was the mouthpiece for Rusev for a long time. I love Lana, so So but I mean but but to, to ask that question, it's not even it's, it's fucking apples to oranges. Lana could talk. That wasn't her problem. Lana needed to hone her wrestling skills. Lana had the look. Yeah. Lana had the charisma. She just never got the wrestling part down. Same with, I think, Eva Marie, right? Mm -hmm. You got the look, and then my personality may not have been there. But she never <laughs> got the wrestling. You get these pretty girls who just, they never get that. You got to fucking, you got to be able to, 50% of it so is wrestling. I never saw Maurice wrestle. She wasn't that good. Okay. I mean, she just, that was my question. Just standard. Uh, Rhea Ripley defeated Queen Zelina via pinfall. Once again, 50-50 fucking booking at its worst. We Last week, Zelina surprises Rhea Ripley. This week, Rhea Ripley beats the life out of Zelina. Carmella's nowhere to be seen. And I don't... What are we building to here, WWE? Are we building to another, like, a, a blow-off match between the two of them? Because I... Size fucking matters. She's, and I, I mean, people, it's like a midget and I know a people giant. hate to hear this. They hate when I talk about Darby Allen and and Adam Cole and, and these people. But size fucking matters because when you put someone that is Zelina Vegas size into a ring with someone that is Rhea Ripley size, they reality sets in that the bigger person typically wins the fight. Not always. Yeah. I get there are circumstances, but you're talking about two people who are supposed to be trained to fight. You'll hear UFC guys talk about it all the fucking time. <clears throat> There's not a light heavyweight in the world. Not one that can get into the ring with Francis and Ganu and go one-on-one. -on -one. The size difference is a fucking problem. They yeah. can just, they can just lay on you. So when you talk about Rhea Ripley and you talk about Zelina Vega, the size difference is a problem. So you, you, as WWE, you either have to create weight divisions or they have to keep doing this thing where Selena Vega sneak attacks or gets surprise roll-ups. Mm -hmm. But then you take away all that element of surprise when the next week we go, oh, if Rhea Ripley just focuses, she's going to fucking beat the life out of Selena yeah. every time. Yeah. I don't think they'll ever do weight divisions for women because don't, they don't even have enough women as it is. Well, no, I agree with that. I don't mean that. I just mean that the one of the biggest problems in professional wrestling is that 
size does matter. And, and the internet wrestling community always bitches about Vince McMahon likes the big guy, right? But the problem is, is it's because the big guy, the main event of boxing is usually the heavyweight, right? Even UFC, the heavyweights are still a fucking spectacle. Yeah. So... It is what it is. When you, you know? put a big guy in the ring, if you put Darby Allen in the ring with Brock Lesnar, there's nobody in the fucking world who believes Darby Allen can win that match. For sure. He's going to have to do something sneaky. And you can only do that sneaky thing so many times before you go, this isn't believable anymore. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, we got Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan trading verbal barbs after Morgan had attacked Lynch at a training session. This is a clusterfuck as well. <laughs> I, you know, I like Becky Lynch. I think top three women's professional wrestler right now. I was high on Liv Morgan a couple weeks ago. I said, let's let this story ride all the way to WrestleMania. Then she got on the mic on Monday Night Raw and I said, no, let's end this at fucking day one. That's the last that we need to see of Liv Morgan in the main event. She's terrible on a microphone. Yeah. She doesn't know what she's talking about. I like Liv, but I agree with you. You like Liv, but you agree. But she's horrible on a microphone. But then what do you like about her? I like her look. But that, uh, I like her character. That. You can't do so, You gotta have more substance than that. You can't, you can't just go, I like her look. That's not a fair. I like her look. I like that's her. That's not how, and I'll talk about that in the burning question. You don't, you can't, you, you can't, you can't go, I like her look. Oh, she's pretty. <laughs> I mean, that's not, that has zero to do with what makes her a WWE superstar. I mean, I superstar. like Becky Lynch better, but. Well, Becky Lynch has everything. She's the personality. She's still, yeah. she has everything. I agree. But yeah, after seeing Liv on the week, I'm ready to move on from this already. Day one, let's fucking have Becky smash Liv Morgan. Do not put the belt on her because I can't stomach. Monday Night Raw, as it is, is like on thin ice as far as being an entertaining show. And if you put that fucking belt on Liv Morgan, you're just, you're just asking for fucking a ratings drop, right? Uh, we need to get back. Alexa Bliss can't fucking get back soon enough. True. They need Alexa Bliss. I don't, I mean, and you just kind of alluded to it, and, and I, I've mentioned this before. The WWE just needs one women's belt and just put all the women back in one division. There's not enough high-talent women to have two belts and a tag team belt. They need to just do exactly what the, the, the men's division does have a major women's championship, have a minor women's championship, and then have the tag team division and put put some of your bigger names in the tag team division. Mm-hmm. Let that mid that mid minor belt, let that be a come up for somebody who needs to be pushed but not herald as a world champion and then have your major belt where you can have Becky, Sasha, Charlotte, Bailey, Alexa, when yeah. all those names get into the mix, that division seems fun. But it would be like taking a UFC division, right? Taking, let's say, light heavyweight with like Gaethje and Oliveira and just fucking going, we're going to take half of you and send you over there. We're going to take half of you and send you over there. You go, why? Why the fuck are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, I get it with the men. There's so many men wrestlers in WWE mm-hmm. that are main event caliber that you can't have one belt. You got to have two belts. That yeah. makes sense to me. But on the women's side at this point, it's almost, it, it, it just, I almost feel like the divisions are strictly for traveling purposes. That's it. That's why they have women's divisions. Cause we need a couple women on this show and we need a couple women on this show. But from a title standpoint, it, it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. 
Then lastly on SmackDown, we got Big E and Bobby Lashley in a tag team match against Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Big E and Bobby Lashley won via pinfall. Uh, look, you know, Bobby Lashley's Bobby Lashley. He's a good bad guy. Not great. He's not phenomenal. He's a good bad guy. He is physically imposing. He's a yes. monster of a man. So he makes a good bad guy. And I said this a couple weeks ago, and I think this is where this is heading. I think Biggie's going to retain at day one. I know a lot of people have gone Biggie's in trouble. I don't think so. Biggie retains at day one, and he will continue a feud with uh, uh, what? Fuck Kevin what? Owens. Drew Blank. No. Uh, Seth Rollins. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. With Bobby Lashley. He'll continue a feud with Bobby Lashley because Biggie's going to need that defining bad guy in his in his in his repertoire of matches. He needs a feud where he can go and it should get ugly. It should get uh, fucking have some no DQs, have some cage match. It needs to define his title reign. Yeah. Th this run with Bobby Lashley. And I think Bobby Lashley can be that guy for Big E. Yeah. I think they can do that. They almost fit perfectly. You have one that has fucking zero personality and one that is bubbling over with personality. True. And I think that works. Size wise about the same. Yeah, it's all believable. It's all, it's, yeah. Bobby Lashley seems like he could credibly beat up Big E. Yes, which always makes for the best feud. Uh -huh. It's not a size difference that's that's so big that you go, well, there's no chance. Yeah, but it's a size difference that makes Big E look like he's constantly in trouble. Now, I don't even really fucking care about any of that, to be honest with you. What I what I want to see, I said it earlier. Let's get Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins fucking on a week-to-week -week basis running this comedy act they got going on. Yeah, for sure. This high-fiving, talking shit. Like two, one's a narcissist, one's kind of a fucking, like, aloof. They remind me of the movie Step Brothers. A little bit. I can right? see that. They just, like a buddy cop movie. They just, and it's Kevin Owens. He is the fucking, the thing that's not appreciated, I said, Kevin Owens is a hell of a, of a singles wrestler. But for some reason, there's magic when Kevin Owens gets with another comedic superstar, Chris Jericho, Sami Zayn, now we're going to go Seth Rollins. Let's nurture this. Let's find out where this goes. I wanted Kevin Owens to win at day one. That was yeah. my pick. That's who my heart wanted to win. But at this point, I'm like, no, let's, let's move on. Let's let Biggie continue this run. There'll be time for Kevin now that he's re-signed. And let's let Kevin and Seth, and let's see... What comes from this buddy cop movie? Because it fucking, it looks great. Gold. All right. Uh, that's enough for the Raw oh, recap yeah. this week. <clears throat> All right. So before we get to burning question, okay. I, I want to go through, I tabulated the best I could because this was before we had the Facebook group. We did some TikTok polls and we just, I, I asked some things in other Facebook groups. So I took a poll on my awards from last week. And, and to the best of my ability, I came up with what I think the internet that surrounds me thinks were the, the award winners. So number one, we had match of the year. We had Edge versus Seth Rollins at Crown Jewel, Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson at Grand Slam, Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers at All Out, and Eddie Kingston versus CM Punk at Full Gear. Uh, it looks like the internet voted on Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson at Grand Slam, the 30-minute uh, time limit draw. Right. Not my favorite match. Definitely not my favorite match. But the internet overwhelmingly seemed to like that match. Okay. Surprise of the year. 
Adam Cole is all elite. Bray Wyatt is released from WWE. Brock Lesnar has a new look at SummerSlam. And Cody Rhodes gets set on fire. Uh, Bray Wyatt being released seemed to be the overwhelming favorite. Even though I had like two or three people try to tell me that Bray Wyatt has not been released. Who said that? I don't know where the fuck they're getting their information. I asked for sources and they just never fucking answered me back. So I think they're just making stuff up in their head. As far as I know and as far as everything I've read, Bray Wyatt was released from WWE. He's currently making a movie. All right. Uh, Tag team of the year. The Young Bucks, The Usos, RK-Bro, The New Day, overwhelmingly was RK-Bro, was the pick here. So well, RK-Bro is, is super over. I Mine would be The New Day, mm-hmm. but that, I think that's based on pop, process, uh, possibly the last couple weeks. I'm with the people here. Someone told us the year's not over. Fucker, that's not how award shows yeah. work. You, you, got, have, you, to, cut you have to somewhere. set a cutoff somewhere. If there's a great match next week, I'm sorry, but... Well, next week is the new year. So if there's a great match this week on Friday, then I'm sorry. Breakout star. We had Riddle, Biggie, Bianca Belair, Britt Baker. My choice would have been Bianca Belair, but the overwhelming was Riddle on the internet. Riddle. So Riddle. He's awesome. I love him so much. Oh, he is awesome. But I would have gone. I think Bianca Belair held the SmackDown belt for for a long time. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Female star of the year. We had Becky Lynch, Bianca, Dr. Britt Baker, Sasha Banks. I saw quite a bit of love for Britt Baker, uh-huh. but it, the overwhelming votes I saw were for Bianca Belair. And okay. that's where I would have gone as well. That. So that panned out like I thought. Then for male superstar of the year, we had Roman Reigns, Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega, and CM Punk. Roman Reigns took it. And that was interesting to me because there's a lot of people. There's a lot they of people who him. love Roman Reigns. There's a lot of people who hate Roman Reigns. Yeah. He's got a real John Cena thing going on right now. <laughs> well, I mean, it is WWE. Whoever's top of WWE, there's almost a 50-50 split of people who love and hate them. I agree with you. So now that we have our own Facebook group, it'll be easier to take polls and get a solid answer. Those were kind of stuck together with like, I took a consensus from TikTok yeah. I took a consensus from what people said on Facebook and I took a consensus from Twitter and I, and I, and if somebody wants to be part of our together. Facebook group, just comment below and we'll get with you. All right. Now for the burning question. Yes, you sir. still don't know to hit the button. Do you? Oh man. Oh Dude. no. Burn it down! One day you'll figure that out. <laughs> All right. So my burning question for this week was I, kind of had a a thought process, a line of thought process going on today. Okay. When I was sitting, uh, we were sitting somewhere. I don't remember where we were sitting, but I, this went through my head and it was who, who is the best wrestler of all time? No, no, no. Currently who is the best wrestler? But then you got to wait. Don't just wait because that question evolved quickly into what is the best wrestler? What makes somebody the best wrestler? Right? Cause the term wrestler is used for essentially sports entertainer, right? It's, it's yeah. twofold. So what what is the criteria that makes someone the best professional wrestler? If you oh, if you walk up to somebody and you go, who is the best wrestler, the best current wrestler, What? how do you define that? Is it is it best on the microphone and best in the ring? Is it best personality? Is it the ability to win over a crowd? Is it commercial draw? What makes somebody the the best? I don't 
You know, that's a tough thought because if you're just going, well, it's the best guy who wrestles in a ring. Well, hold on. That that introduction introduces a lot of people we probably wouldn't normally talk about, like Chad Gable, right? Yeah. If you're just talking about the best wrestler, Dolph Ziggler is pretty good. Like just skill-wise. I'm talking about just wrestler, just a guy no, who can do I a lot agree. of different moves. I think they're two different things. Um, for me, <clears throat> the best wrestler means somebody who is good in the ring, right? But great on the microphone and has good stage presence. Like I have to want to watch you. Either, either I hate you or I love you, but you got to give me a reason to watch you and, and to want to know what's going on. That makes the best wrestler to yeah, me. Yeah. So I kind of came up with what I thought was a criteria for when I say who is the best wrestler, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for, I'm taking an average of your in-ring skills and, and okay. your move set, right? Then I'm taking an average, I'm averaging that with your ability to talk on a microphone, right? Yeah. Then I'm then I'm putting that with your ability to get over with the crowd, be it on the face side or the heel side. Yeah. And then I, I'm doing that with your ability to have some commercial success, mm -hmm. which immediately, this is going to piss a lot of people off, but that means, to me, you can only find the best wrestler in the two major promotions. Yes. They're either in WWE or they're in AEW. Yeah. I get, like, this is going to piss people off, right? Oh, New Japan Pro or, or this guy. That may be the best pure wrestler, but I'm talking about best wrestler. Like, there's probably some basketball player somewhere really good that never makes it to the NBA, right? Yeah. Plays overseas, plays street ball, does something like that. But he'll never be regarded as the best basketball player. True. The, the NBA is always going to have the best basketball player. The NFL is always going to have the best football player. The WWE and, I, and, and, and AEW are always going to represent who is the best wrestler. True. It's just how it is. When you add in commercial success, you have to use them. So then I had five names that came to mind for me. And I'd love for people to add to this. But okay. I had five names that came to me when I talked about who I think right now is the best wrestler in the in the world, right? Number one, the quick and easy answer is Brian Danielson. Okay. He's 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 over with the crowd. He his his wrestling skills are second to none. But commercially, I don't know. We're gonna use the term Rome Ravens. I don't know. He's not like a merchandise mover. Even with the yes, yes, yes stuff? He was, but I'm talking about currently. Yeah. The AEW Brian Danielson's not moving a ton of t-shirts. But but I do think there's a debate to be made for Brian Danielson being the, the current best wrestler in the world. Number okay. two, this is a fucking long shot, and I understand, and I'm reaching here, but when I start adding in every aspect here, Okay. I, I have to put Sasha Banks oh. on this list. All right. Because when I watch Sasha, Sasha Banks, she ticks every box of being the best wrestler in the world. She's yeah. good in the ring. She's not the greatest. She's not the best, but she's solid. And I think giving opportunities, she could be even better. Yeah. She's pigeon held to a certain amount of time and a certain amount of style. But right. But then you talk about commercial success. You go to WWE, Sasha Banks shit is selling. Yeah, definitely. The little girls and love lots her. of little boys like Sasha Banks, right? I love Grown Sasha. ass men like Sasha Banks. She's over with the crowd. Mm -hmm. She could be a heel one week and a face the next week. 
Yeah. She she can pull the strings of the crowd and, and whatever WWE wants, she's able to do it. So when I talk about Mike's skills, she's pretty good on a microphone. Not the best, but we're taking an average of these things. So do I think she's the greatest wrestler in the world? Probably not. But I think there's an argument to be made for Sasha Banks. I could see that. Number three is Kenny Omega. <clears throat> All right. Now, I don't have a ton of experience with Kenny Omega, but from what I've watched and what I've seen, extremely good in the ring, a little bit too comedic on the microphone. A okay. little bit, because you know I have a problem with guys who are overly comedic. Yeah. But, but he seems to balance it well enough to get away with it. Okay. Commercial success, I don't know. Because when you start putting him up against the WWE guys, commercially, he's not... Once again, I don't see a ton of merchandise. A merchandise moving. There's there's quite a bit of uh, there's there's quite a bit of Kenny Omega merchandise, but I don't see an overwhelming amount of Kenny Omega. And I don't think he wrestles enough in AEW. To be honest, I saw someone make an argument the other day about Kenny Omega, and they were like, "Well, he fucking wrestled six times with the AEW Championship." That's and someone crazy. was like, "Well, that's because he wrestles in six different promotions." Well, then don't wrestle in that six was different my, promotions. That was my exact thing. Was well, man, maybe that's the problem. Maybe you got to fucking focus in on the one thing where you're on national television, and and the one company that you're trying to build up to compete with WWE. Maybe you should. If Daniel Bryan is is or Brian Danielson's wrestling every fucking week, maybe Kenny Omega should have been too. Yeah. I don't know. That's me shitting on AEW again. Hence why I probably shouldn't talk about AEW. <laughs> uh, number four, Brock Lesnar. And this was interesting because this to me, when you wrestling in the ring, well, he just fucking suplexes people. I know he's a good wrestler, but yeah. but that's what he does now. But when you talk about just the spectacle of Brock Lesnar, people lose their fucking shit. Yeah. When Especially Brock Lesnar comes out. Doing. Well, that's what we're going to get there. So now he's got a little bit of a personality. I like it. I'm calling him Brock 2.0 the Moose Hunter. <laughs> Brock 2.0 the Moose Hunter has a personality yeah. and that elevates him to right now he currently could be in line to be the best wrestler in the world okay. i mean i think i could see it we talk about commercial success yes brock lesnar shit moves we talk about microphone he's gotten considerably better on the microphone okay you talk about uh wrestling skills they're all there he just doesn't need to use them all the time mm -hmm. and you talk about his ability to get over we know he could be a bad guy yeah but he's now proving he can play he the good guy as well i like it. so i think that, that there's a there's an argument to be made for brock lesnar okay <laughs> Number five, I put five on my list. The okay. fifth one, I I wanted to put Roman Reigns on here, but I don't think Roman Reigns is in the debate of best wrestler. Okay. I think I have a second list we'll get to, but I, I did add Seth Rollins to this list. I could see that. In ring, Seth Rollins is as good as anybody. On mm -hmm. the microphone, Seth Rollins is as good as anybody. Mm -hmm. Seth merchandise moves fairly well. You have Monday Night Messiah. He changes gimmicks fast enough and well enough, and everyone gets over, and he doesn't sit and linger with one. I agree, and you don't get bored, which is awesome. Yeah, right now we're kind of on the drip god, which is now starting to roll over to whatever this is with Kevin Owens into True. a new character, and then that will probably get over. Yeah. And so I go, the arguments to be made between those five people. Now, I'm sure I'm leaving somebody off because – this was a, when I make these lists and I do these burning questions, 
it happens very quickly. I come up with the idea, I break down the idea, and I go off of first instinct. Yeah. I'm not researching. I'm not going deep into it. There are probably people that I left off this list that deserve to be on this list. And that's why in the comments, don't have to be a dickhead about it, but let me know and, and educate me on, on where I missed and who is the current best wrestler in professional wrestling. Don't fucking come at me with any of this New Japan shit. We don't know. Don't tell me about these motherfuckers that bite each other. Uh, I don't... I. You know what? You're disqualified when you bite someone in the head. <laughs> That's why Moxley's not on my list. All right. <clears throat> so because I felt bad about not putting Roman Reigns on that list. Yeah. Just because I don't think Roman Reigns is... At this point in time, I don't think his technique in wrestling is high enough yet. Okay. But I then I wanted to make a list of who's the biggest draw in professional wrestling. Who... Who brings the crowd in, right? And quickly, I think that it's Brian Danielson. Yes. I think he brings the crowd, yeah. right? Roman Reigns. Okay. Is definitely on that list. Yeah. Brock Lesnar. Yep. When Brock shows up, the fucking arena's full. Doesn't matter where yeah. it is, right? Number four, I put Becky Lynch. Yeah. I think Becky Lynch is a is a crowd is a, is a needle mover and, a, and a, a crowd bringer. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's her and Sasha Banks both do it. I think that Sasha, to me, is a little more polished in the ring and on the microphone than Becky. But I do think that Becky, Becky has the, the fucking fans. Like she has the crowd. Yeah. They're with her. I agree. Whether she's heel or face, she's they in like that. Her. She's in that gray area where they just like her fans, yeah. just like her. And then this one, as much as I talk shit about the guy, CM Punk is a, is a draw. You, I mean, these fucking crowds show up and scream his name. I agree. And, and whether he comes out and he's happy punk or PG punk or pissed off punk, the crowds are fucking over. And, and you talk about merchandise mover. CM Punk is a merchandise mover. Man, I remember getting his shirt. It freaking was sold out. And I tried and I tried for like four hours and thank God we got one. What's, what's our time right now? Uh, 57. Okay, cool. I'll run through these uh, dirt sheets. Let's All get right. to the dirt sheets. All right, so first on the dirt sheets is we got an update on the latest on Bray Wyatt and his future in pro wrestling. Okay. Apparently, he has said that he's focused purely on doing movies at this point in time, okay. that he plans to come back to wrestling, but there's no immediate. And I said this when we talked maybe six or seven episodes ago about Bray Wyatt. I said, I don't think we see him again in 2021. Yeah, you did say that. Everybody was like, oh, winter is coming or Grand Slam. I said, I, I don't think so. I think... I don't think we see him. I think he's comfortable doing movies. I think he's got a big bag of money that he took away from WWE. Mm -hmm. And as long as he wasn't fucking an idiot, I think he's, he's perfectly financially fine. Yeah. And I think that he'll come back when he's ready. a free agent, ready to go. Is there a possibility he shows up at the Royal Rumble? I think so. Okay. I'd put, I'd, I'd put money on that. All right. I don't think that that. The way he was released, I don't necessarily know that there was bad blood between him and WWE. It could possibly be that he just wanted to to test the water in the outside world. The WWE was like, well, if you do that, we can't keep you under contract. Yeah. That's all speculation. I okay. don't know. Uh, rumor is that he has not ever spoken to Tony Khan. Okay. Now, rumor was that he spoke to Impact Wrestling. They couldn't pay him enough. Um, so. Yeah. That tells you a lot. I don't think Tony Khan's backing up the money truck for Bray Wyatt. So it seems to me like the best location for him is just to go back to WWE. Yeah. And maybe they'll figure out a way to fucking use him effectively. Mm -hmm. 
<sighs> All right, second story here. We got Tony Khan calls out Fox News over Urban Meyer and AEW TV ratings article. So Fox News put out an article where uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars fired head coach Urban Meyer. Now, if you don't know, Tony Khan's father, Mr. Khan is what I'm going to call him because yeah. I don't know his first Mr. name. Mr. Khan. Mr. Khan owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. And so they Fox News took, kind of took a cheap shot and said, it's been a rough week for the Khan family. With AEW, oh. AEW ratings have began to cool off. Yeah. After the the surge from CM Punk and Brian Danielson, Adam uh-huh. Cole, and all that shit, and then you fire your head coach. But uh, AEW is cooling off because I I've said this week after week, and people want to argue with me. They didn't use the talent they got properly. I agree. CM Punk needed to be a heel right off the bat. You needed to bring him in hot every week. It needed to be teased that mm-hmm. CM Punk was going to wrestle. The fact that they started throwing him into these bullshit wrestling matches. Look, I'm the prime example. I cooled off immediately. A person who I was dying for CM Punk to come back. Oh yeah. He comes back. I see a couple weeks. I go, Oh, that's not the guy I remember. Yeah. So they just let that fire fucking just completely cool off. Oh, it's about long-term booking. Yeah, but man, that's not how ratings work. Mm-hmm. You got to fucking, you got to pour gasoline on a fire while it's still a fire. Yeah. If you pour gasoline on the fucking ground, it's just gasoline on the fucking ground. <laughs> it's not a fire, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, he, CM Punk was a huge misfire. He, and he, I mark my fucking words. He's not going to ever be a big draw for AEW again. I agree. He'll continue to get these chants, but the farther it goes, the more he'll cool off. And if they don't get him into a title pitcher, like stat, he, he just the allure of CM Punk is, is going away. He becomes like a sting where like, oh, everybody <clears throat> knew who he was. It's the same thing I say about Brian Danielson though, right? If Brian Danielson doesn't win the AEW title in the next three months, what the fuck are you doing with these guys? Yeah. I get it. Hangman's your boy. Unfortunately for Hangman, the big boy showed up, right? Mm-hmm. The big guy. Fucking Brian Danielson showed up. Move on over. And if you're going to put the fucking belt on somebody, if you're going to pay Brian Danielson and you're going to have Brian Danielson on your TV show every week, put the fucking belt on him. Yeah. Put the belt on him. That that That's who needs to be holding that belt right now. He should have won it at Winter is Coming. You talk about working the crowd in a, in a just a huge amount of heat. If he would have beat Hangman... In that, at the last minute, they should have had him win it right at the last minute of that hour-long match. That would have been fucking awesome. It would have been awesome. Should have, could have, would have. Uh, oh, shit. This was interesting. NXT's Cora Jade calls out Darby Allen over past uh, sexual abuse allegations. Yeah. Where's the fucking outrage for this? I don't know. This is my problem with AEW people, right? AEW people were all over the Ric Flair thing, talking shit about Ric Flair and, and the shit, and, and rightfully fucking so. If you're going to do these kind of things, or you're allegedly going to do these kind of things, you there needs to be a fucking outcry for this. But if if there's even a fucking hint to this rumor, why are we not calling calling Darby Allen for his bullshit? I agree. Right? He so, looks douchey. So how this happened? He looks douchey. Mm-hmm. So how this happened is Darby Allen posted. Uh, I guess a me uh, tweet about him skateboarding or something. And someone tweeted back at him that uh, he should do something with Cora Jade. Cause she skateboards in NXT. It's all convoluted bullshit, wrestling bullshit. Yeah. Then, then Darby Allen comes back, which this is the pettiness, right? Just fucking let it go. Darby Allen comes back and calls out Cora Jade and basically says, 
I'm a real skateboarder. You're just a skateboarder for TV. Come on, man. Quit being fucking petty. Why yeah. do you have to respond to that? Your ego, yeah. your ego is so fucking fragile that you have to respond to that. So then she proceeds to say, basically, well, at least I'm not a fucking like, you know, alleged sexual abuser and things like that. Yeah. And verbal abuser and, and things like and that. And that opened up a fucking well, can it opens of up a whole ass. can of worms. And I don't know. I'm not there. I don't know enough about the backstory. But what I do know is a lot of times where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. And you're not guilty until proven, you know, you're you're innocent until, until proven, proven guilty. guilty. Yeah. <laughs> Knew that was going to come out some way. But look, if, if, if this is fucking true, fuck Darby Allen. You can't mm-hmm. be doing shit like that, dude. Yeah. You can't, I still though. I don't fucking, even on top of that, I don't understand why people like Darby Allen. You liked him for a hot minute. I don't now like him anymore. Now you're off of him, but I don't understand. He's four foot fucking nothing. Okay. I just smallest, like his Coco looking. Smallest uh, fucking person in makeup. professional wrestling. He's completely reckless. He basically goes out there and just fucking throws his body around. And, and at that size, it's what you have to do. Right. And, and I said this earlier, I'm gonna say it again. There is no major promotion in professional wrestling where Darby Allen will ever be a world champion. It'll never fucking mark my words. It will never happen. Size does matter. Size fucking matters. You can't, there's no promotion where it's believable that Darby Allen, he may steal the championship for like one or two weeks, but he can never have a long run as a, as a champion. He just, he don't have, he doesn't have that body. He doesn't have that build. He doesn't have that. and then on top of that, he's not even fucking good on a microphone. So he he doesn't, none of the above. He's just a small guy who's fucking reckless, throws his body around. He got co-signed by CM Punk because, oh, us fucking punk guys got to stick together. You know, hard rock, skateboarding, bro. Fuck all that. Darby Allen sounds like he's a piece of shit. Allegedly, he's a piece of shit. And he'll never be a fucking world champion. So it doesn't matter. I agree with you. Last uh, last thing on the news tip here, we got uh, Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, possibly appearing at WrestleMania 38. Uh, I, that's not as much a news is that why does WWE always need to fucking find old guys to come back and promote these big events? Why are they not able to just use the roster that they have this is the big draw on WWE, and I understand this is what AEW people attack all the time, right? Yeah. And CM Punk attacked this at one point. So why do we got to bring back The Rock? Let's just roll with who we have. But here's the fucking problem that nobody talks about. It's the ticket prices. The ticket prices are the problem. It's not the talent. They have the talent to put on a hell of a show. But when you're charging $5,000 for a fucking floor ticket or $350 for one ticket up in the, the fucking nosebleed section, you can't, you're not going to sell out anymore. The world's not built like that. No. Corona, COVID, Omicron, all Omicron. these motherfuckers, Delta, Alpha, Beta. These motherfuckers have changed the world. Yeah. People aren't dropping five G's on a WrestleMania ticket. I agree. People aren't traveling freely around the world. So now your audience is a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. You're not pulling in. Used to, they'd get this crazy fucking overseas Influx. Yeah, they can't even get over here. Well, so. you can't get over is exactly right. And yes, Texas is a little bit open, but I, you know, bring in Stone Cold. I don't think it's going to fucking change anything. Bring in The Rock. I don't think it's going to sell tickets. Your ticket prices are way too fucking high. And I also think that this antiquated one big pay-per-view of the year, 
that's an antiquated like method for wrestling pay-per-views. Yeah. No longer AEW does this well. They make every pay-per-view feel big awesome. and unexpected. Yeah. WWE is so formulaic like People start predicting this build is building to the Royal Rumble. Then from the Royal Rumble, this build is building towards WrestleMania. Then from there, it's building towards SummerSlam. We need to get rid of that fucking method and make it feel like every pay-per-view is its own WrestleMania, its own miniature WrestleMania, right? Have the fanfare. Have the Do, do it like a WrestleMania. And if you I did agree. that, I think you would have better results than trying to build up to this one show every year where you're trying to put on a spectacle. Cause it does feel like you save certain matches, you save certain feuds and you're always, it always in the back of my mind is like, well, they can't do that now. Cause that's more of a WrestleMania thing. So yeah. I think it's antiquated. I think it's time to kind of get rid of this two day model. The two day thing was cool during Corona when there was no crowds because you had all the wrestlers and it was kind of an escape. Everybody needed something to fucking watch. We were watching Tiger King yeah. and shit like that. But now that there's back to live crowds, WrestleMania should be a one, one day event. And it also shouldn't be seven hours long. Yeah. For all. Take your top seven or eight matches and put them in WrestleMania. And that's it. All right. I'm ready for 20 questions. So I'm, right. I'm two and oh, I believe. Let's go. And now I'm nervous because last week I struggled. I had I had problems last week. I almost week. got you. So this week, did you get this? Is this a... This is one that I came up with. So you came up with this one. Yes. You did not reach out to anybody. Nobody's no. helped you. All right, because that gets me a little... reach out to me. No, I definitely... So uh, we have we also have a email questions at imnerdyd.com where you could submit either questions you want us to talk about. Uh, you could submit suggestions for... Uh, what is it? 20 questions. Yeah. You'll, you'll check that email. Yeah. I'll stay out of that email. That'll be the email that you can check that way. I don't know if somebody submits something. Yeah. But uh, okay. So this week's question or this week's person comes from you, right? Yes. All right. So are we, are we ready to go? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Hit right it. off the bat. Is this person in the WWE? Yes. Is this person a current WWE wrestler? Yes. All right, cool. This, this is in my wheelhouse. Then here we go. Uh, is this a male superstar? Yes. All right, male superstar in the WWE currently wrestling. Is this person on Monday Night Raw? Yes. All right, cool. We're narrowing this down quickly here. Has this person ever held a major championship? Yes. So the, when I say that, that's a world championship. That's either the WWE title or the universal title. Yeah. Okay, so they have held Wait, one of those titles. Universal title? Either one. They could they could have held one or the other. Um wait. <laughs> They've won a lot of things. But that doesn't help me. I need to know Which one do you need to know? Have they won a major title? Yes. They yes. have. Yes. One of the two. Yes. Okay. Uh has this person ever been a part of a tag team? Yes. Okay, they have. Mm -hmm. All right, so it's a former champion. On Monday Night Raw, has been part of a tag team. Uh, does this person have long hair? No. Okay. Is this person bald? Yes. Okay. Uh. <coughs> so this person has been part of a tag team. This person's bald. They've a former. Uh, what? How many questions is that? So. I believe it's seven. Six. 
So we'll say seven. We'll say seven. Okay, you need to keep count. That's your I job. Am. I am. Your job to keep count. Is this person a heel currently? No. Oh, this person is not a heel currently? No. Oh, that fucked me up because I thought we were going Bobby Lashley. No, it's not Bobby Lashley. Huh. So this person, we said they're, they're bald, right? This person's bald. Does this person wear uh, wrestling pants? Yes. So they wear pants? Mm-hmm. And they're bald? Yeah. And they're current wrestler on Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. And they've held a major championship. Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. Who else is there? Oh, man, I'm I'm stumped. What are we at, eight? Uh, yes, we were at eight. Was this person on this past week's Monday Night Raw? Yes. Hmm. Oh, okay, hold on. Does this person wear a mask? Yes. Uh, is it Rey Mysterio? It is. Oh, yeah, three and oh, baby. I didn't know if you were going to get that one. Oh, that was tough because I don't, I don't really think about Rey Mysterio being a bald guy. Yeah. 100% a ball guy and uh-huh. 100% a world champion. Yeah. Very good. That was a tricky one. So I got there. I got to this one because we were watching um, Raw. Uh-huh. And I was thinking, man, I really don't like his son. He's boring. <laughs> and um, and then it, we were talking about, like, little dudes and stuff like that. And he's just somebody that I think is good, but you kind of forget about him. And I thought it'd be a good so one. So when I got that nine questions? Uh, yeah. I get real fucking nervous during that game. Oh, how good. Because I, I feel that. like I need to know. The current wrestlers, I feel like I should know. There's a part no of me that problem. wants to, like, help you, though. I want to give you, like, hints. So, <laughs> I mean, don't like, help me. that's why I got to get quiet, because if not, I want to say, ask about the mask. That was, yeah, so I feel like it's a little bit of a cheat when you ask, was he on this last episode? Because it definitely cuts. I mean, there's only so many people. Yeah, it definitely cuts down. <laughs> but but then again, they could not be, and that doesn't help. Yeah. Because it's not always going to be a current wrestler who's wrestled on yeah, that that was a good one. That was I got there eight nine questions. Nine questions. Was it nine questions? Eight or nine, nine questions? Nine. Ah, we may have to we're gonna have to tweak the rules a little bit because I'm getting them too early. Maybe we should do it in fifteen questions. Fifteen or ten even ten questions. Ooh, ten. Ten seems about right to get. Yeah, to, you never get past ten. So. And and that seems ten seems about fair. Last week to you have gotten it though because last week I think you got in like twelve. Well, but that seems legit. I shouldn't yeah. get it every time. Yeah. All right, we're uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. This is the Christmas episode. Uh, uh-huh. I believe the date on there still says twelve eight, right? I don't. Or is it gone? No, I think, I, think gone. I took the date it's off. Gone. Good. I don't see it. No I date. Maybe last I was week's lying. last week's episode said December eighth. Yeah. But this is currently Wednesday. Go. We're gonna go watch AW. Uh, gonna go watch this week. I'm gonna watch the movie Rumble. Yeah. Gotta watch that. Heard it was great. I did hear it was good. Mm-hmm. Heard from my daughter and from people online. Oh, cool, cool. So double, double great. But yeah, other than that, this has been another episode of the Notorious Nerdy D Wrestling Podcast. As always, I am Nerdy D. That is Level Up Lauren, and you can ring the final bell. Ding, 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 ding.